Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in Hawks fans. Your boy Bryce Lewis back at it again for another Believe in Hawks podcast. We got a lot to talk about tonight, guys. Hawks losing streak continues to the Denver Nuggets. 129 to 122. Hawks go down tonight in a game that had a lot of things come out and out of it tonight. We're going to talk about why the Hawks um, are where they are right now. We're going to talk about the terrible officiating. Ben Taylor strikes again. Shout out to Fred Van Fleet. Check out my Twitter. I had posted the infamous Fred Van Fleet rant uh, about what he said about Ben Taylor. He was the ref tonight. Ejected Trey Young. Ridiculous ejection, by the way. Uh, talk about Bogey's career night. Uh, thank God Bogey's knees is, is fixed. Uh, he's having a career year. I think he should be in six-man of the year running. I don't know. If the team, depending on the Hawks' success, that will affect if he's in the running, but he just needs to be in the running regardless just because of what he's doing. Had a career night tonight, 40 points, highest score points. He scored in the game, also had 10 threes. 40, and 10 is, 40 points and 10 threes is the first time any Atlanta Hawks player in history of the franchise has had those numbers. So congratulations to Bogey getting into the history books of Atlanta Hawks history, um, everything under the sun. And like I said, we'll just break down the game. We'll talk about everything that's happened. Really not going to go too much into a plug here, guys. Y'all know the deal. Subscribe, like it. If you're listening to me, audio, leave a review, uh, leave a comment, everything under the sun, rate the podcast, everything. Under so, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much the gist of that. But we got a lot to talk about, so we're going to get and diving right into this, man. So, Hawks lose tonight, 129-122. In a game that, you know, you go against the defending champs. This is a game that you think the team would be up for. Uh, you know that they're... I mean, they're going to get the t- every team's best shot because they are the defending champs. And the Hawks started off the game playing really, really good basketball. Had a very good first quarter against this team. Uh, played, played some, was very energetic defensively, played some good defense, and was also making shots. But one thing I was concerned about is if you know DeAndre Hunter and you watched the game, did not play tonight, he's out with an injury. Uh, minor injury, it seems like. So you would assume he's back for Toronto later this week. We'll see. Uh, but I was one thing I was worried about with this team is losing DeAndre tonight and them coming off to such a hot start is the equilibriums. Eventually, sometimes when you're hot, you eventually start to cool off. And Denver was missing a lot of shots early. And so when you miss a lot of shots early, you would think after a while you start to make more shots as the game goes on, which they did, which they got a big performance from one of their rookies off their bench. Um, so you, you got that going, right? And as you can tell, the second quarter happens. So the game goes out. Denver changed up the way they were attacking the Hawks defensively, kind of started blitzing the guards, kind of started not letting the Hawks get into their stuff, and that really affected the offense. They started slowly creeping back into the game, and they had to leave by the time halftime came around. So by that point, Denver got to the third quarter, pretty much took control of the game right there. Uh, Hawks almost fought back at the end of third, which will get me into the technical foul by Ben Taylor on Trey Young. Trey Young, obvious foul that should have been called, was not called. Trey Young clapping. Basically got it. Basically, I got teed up. Then Quinn got teed up. Then Trey got teed again, and then he was ejected from the game. Absolute BS call. Ben Taylor, one of the worst refs in the game. Garbage ref. Everything under the sun. I mean, Red Van Fleet, everything he said about him was correct. Like I said, it's on my Twitter, Bryce Anderson for 2K. If you want to check the video out, or if you remember the video, man. Also, very funny video, by the way. But uh, just, just, just got awful. Got awful. A call there. I mean, and, and listen, I get some people feel like in that situation, Trey got to keep his cool. Hawks were kind of mounting a little bit of a run there at that moment in time. But at the same time, there's been a, there was a lot of calls in that first half that were not called that Trey should have got. A 
couple other guys should have got and they were not getting. And the Hawks notoriously are known for getting a bad whistle from refs in the game. So it makes sense that, you know, frustration kind of builds as the night goes on and Trey loses his cool there. Obviously, you would like your superstar to not lose his cool there, but he did. It's one of those things where it's like you kind of need somebody needs to lose their cool because this is ridiculous. But at the same time, you wish it wasn't him. So, you know, you had that happen, right? So, you know, Denver getting takes control of the game going into the fourth quarter. Looks like, all right, blowout, this game's over. Bogey throughout the entire night was having a big night. He had, you know, just he, his three ball was going. Everything was really going for him tonight. Um, he had 20 points. He was leading the team in scoring in the second half. Going into the second half and really, really played really, really well um, throughout the entire game. You know, and 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 as the fourth quarter regressed, him continuing to stay hot, hitting those threes, allowed the Hawks to get back into the game once again. Then again, some referee screw up kind of towards the end of the game. Basically, Bay was hitting, trying to shoot free throws to cut the game to two or three. For some reason, in the middle of it, they they basically iced Bay. Ben Taylor calling a timeout, ref official timeout, whatever, whatever. Denver also challenging stuff after the after the free throw. Basically, people were kind of like, like, what are we doing here? Why are we calling a like a random timeout in the middle of clutch three throws like that? That Ice Bay, Bay ended up missing the field uh, free throw. That pretty much sealed the deal for the team right there. But, I mean, one thing you got to say about it before we get into all the other stuff is that, I mean, I've said this multiple times about this team. This team fights. This team competes. This team does not give up. This team will continue to fight. Regardless of the circumstances, that is one thing you can appreciate about this team. This is not one of those teams, maybe in previous years, that would have gave up. You can tell they didn't have it tonight. They're not going to try. They're going to always continue to fight, continue to push, continue to you know keep keep playing hard, which is a very big uh, you know sign of what Quinn Snyder has wanted to implement with his team, which is playing hard. Now, in saying that. The issue is, too, is that the Hawks, again, are always having to fight back and get in, back into games because they get down in these games, and they're always having to extend so much energy to get back into the game. And this was another example against Denver tonight. They can't keep the lead, and they're down big, and now they got to fight back just to get back into it. And you can't really win and sustain wins doing it or just play good basketball doing that either. So clearly, you know, you had that happen. Um you, you you come into the night, like I said, without DeAndre Hunter. And my biggest concern with this team was without Hunter, without Jalen, where's the offense coming from? Because I, I feel like the issue with this Hawks team, and this just has to go into the roster construction of the squad, is that, listen, they, they have defensive issues. We get that. We knew going into this game they were undersized, and they really didn't have any true big wings on the roster outside of Bay. Outside of that, you had no wings after you lost DeAndre Hunter, that, which is going into my point I'm about to make about the roster construction. You basically rely on Hunter to score, rely on Jalen to score. Now you lost them both. So you need Trey to go crazy, DeJounte to play really well, Bogey to do what he did tonight. You need um, and you need a Kongu to play better, which he only gave you, I think, seven points tonight, which, I mean, you know, that's Kongu gives you sometimes a good game and sometimes he gives you these games. This was a game you needed more from him. Um, but basically, you have no wings. Garrison gave you nothing. He gave you like a three. I mean, Wesley basically gave you nothing, and AJ got some run tonight, and he gave you nothing. You know? So, you have that. And that to me, this is something I've mentioned as an issue in the past, is that the Hawks, the, the Hawks 
the big issue with the Hawks is you're getting nothing from the end of your bench. Your bench points tonight, 40 was bogey, 9 was everybody else. You only got 9 points. 7 from Makagu, 2 from Wesley Matthews, 0 from A.J. Griffin tonight. You basically got no bench production. Your highest second score was DeJounte Murray, who had a who had his worst quarter in the third quarter. Started off well, but just kind of trailed off after that. I mean, where where like 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 you only have the four guys in double five guys in double figures tonight. You're you're less unless guys like Bogey went nuclear. That's what they needed to even be in this game. But the thing is, is that with Hunter out you're getting nothing from the three guys I've mentioned, and that's making it hard for you to even be able to win these games. That's one thing I was worried about. I said, are the Hawks going to be able to score enough? Like, you would think, oh, this is an elite offensive team. Why would that be a question? It's different when you don't have your main guys. Are they going to be able to score enough? Are they going to maintain a high enough pace to be able to do it? And tonight, they could. Um, Like I said, they were able to get back into the game, but... That's why they got so down big to begin with, because they just they just weren't getting enough from people. If Trey's off, if DeJounte's off, that pretty much seals the deal for this team because they don't have Jalen or DeAndre Hunter there to also kind of help with the scoring and the load of the offense. You know, and, and like I said, Garrison Matthews, I mean, listen, we didn't expect him to be no great player or anything like that, but, I mean, he's expected to be a 3 and D guy, and... I mean, he 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 gave gave us one tonight. He he gave us one three tonight. He was one of five from three. And a lot of his threes look kind of terrible. They look they look rushed. They looked um, he was jacking up shots. I mean, that's not not in rhythm. Wesley Matthews took a couple of terrible shots. Didn't really give you a lot. I mean, he te- you know what I'm saying. AJ, I mean, people People finally were like, oh, we want to see AJ. We want to see AJ. And tonight was an example. Brad Rowland mentioned it on a tweet. He said, listen, step slow defensively. Uh, gets blow by by defenders. And at the end of the day, too, AJ ain't making no shots. He's taking shots but making nothing. He has not made anything in the last three games that he has played in, I remember, that I consciously remember since Jalen Johnson has gone down. He has played in three games as far as I'm aware since Jalen Johnson has gone down and has not scored a single point in any of those games. How is he supposed to stay in the rotation if he cannot give you offense, which is supposed to be his strength, but then he also can't stop anybody defensively? He's late on rotations. How is he supposed to stay in the lineup for that? But, I mean, personally, I believe that AJ is – that he may need to be moved, and and more because of the system. AJ's success last year came because we gave him the ball. We put the ball in his hands. We said, AJ, go to work, and AJ went to work. In this offense and in his role, they expect him to be a catch and shooter. I don't think that's his strength. He can shoot, but I don't think that's his strength. And so I think the problem is, is that AJ basically knows too. I don't have a long leash. I only get a few, maybe a shot, maybe two a game. You know, and, and if he doesn't make it, it's like, well, you're not giving me anything. When I think before AJ, if you put the ball in his hands and let him go to work, he can be more productive. But just within this offense, he's not going to be able to do that just because that's not something this offense needs from him. Slash is, is is allowing him to do. You know, and the reason why Wesley and Garrison play over him is just because of defense. That's literally it. That's the only reason why they play over him. Because 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 literally Quinn's looking at if, if AJ's barely giving me any three-point shots off the catch and shoot, 
but Wesley and Garrison give me better defense, then why am I not playing them over him? What real reason do I have to play? At least with Wesley, I know I can get some decent defense and then hope that he can hit a couple of threes. If I'm going to get one three from him, I'd rather get it from a guy who can play better defense and I can play him 10 minutes against another wing that can defend. That's why he's 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 out of the rotation or he's 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 in and out of rotation. Realistically, that that's just truth of the matter. But you know, like I said, this game was it was it was uh some of all the issues the Hawks have had inconsistencies from players, um, lack of defense, just 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 always having to come back, extending so much energy just in the comeback. You're not gonna win games in the league doing that. You're just not. It's just not how it's gonna go. Now, you know, like I said, we had Ben Taylor tonight, and obviously he's a terrible ref. You know, him and Trey have had issues already this year. He's had issues, I think. I want to say that it was – I might be wrong. Somebody tell me if I'm wrong. I think it was Ben Taylor who who ejected DeAndre Hunter. I might have been wrong, though. That might have not been him. That might have been, like, one of the, that game where they had those um, those those part-time refs because they had some of the full-time NBA referees um, still on holiday break. I could be wrong, but I feel like Ben Taylor was involved in some some stuff with the Hawks earlier this season, too. May have been Hunter, may have been Trey, too. But, um, you know, we can talk about it, like – we know that NBA officiating has been very questionable just across the NBA in general, just, just watching the game. We hate that referees make certain calls that impact the game like that because we always say we don't want referees to have that type of impact on a basketball game. We want the players to decide the game for us, not the reps. And, you know, like I said, Ben Taylor has been notoriously known for getting into a player's team guys up, ejecting guys for little to nothing, you know? And, and and that's why, like I said, in Van Fleet's rant, he said it felt like, you know, the, the, it's a little personal. Like, you, you're you coming at me attention. Listen, here's one thing I say about refs and all that stuff. Refs are human too, bro. I'm sure there's refs who don't like certain players in the league, and I, and I, I truly believe that. And so when they referee games for them, you know, they, they might be a little bit more biased because they don't like them. I mean, you're supposed to, I mean, on the court, they're going to seem like they're, they're just doing their job, but I'm sure there's certain guys that don't like certain players, especially since Trey also came off last game, just got fined for getting into it with, with the ref in the uh, Brooklyn game at the end of the game where he thought he was fouled and got into one and got fined by the NBA. So you come into this game, you got one of the worst guys who can call a game after that, and we see what happens. You know, listen. That, that's like I said, that's a league wide problem with these refs, man. Like, there's there's a lot of bad officiating, and there's a lot of just wh- what is going on? Why are we not getting these calls? What are we doing? What what is the plan? What 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 is what are we doing here? And 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 the re- and the and the Adam Silver really doesn't do anything about it. He just kind of lets them do it. Like, I mean, honestly, you should be grading your refs and saying, okay, you missed a lot of these calls. These calls are not, this is a call you didn't have to make. You know, you got to be better with that. And I don't feel like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know personally inner, the inner workings of everything, but it's like, you're not really, you know, talking to these guys about, you know, their performance. Cause I'm like, bro, like, I feel like you need to be aware. Okay. Which refs do players have issues with because remember last year I don't know if y'all guys remember last year there was a report that came out that tensions between referees and players 
are at an all-time high, and there's a lot more texts, a lot more getting into it with refs, and the last thing you want is something crazy going on in the court because the ref made a call and players like, screw this. And these are the types of things that happen tonight in Atlanta that create that tension, that create that 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 just overwhelming just frustration with the, with the entire referees association. You know, it, it, it that's just how it is. You know, like I said, yes, Trey could have kept his cool better. He he could have he could have been better in that situation. But at the same time, I mean, he he probably feels like listen, like there were some calls that I even saw that I'm sure y'all saw. If y'all watched the game tonight, that's like Trey should have got that. He didn't get it. So, you know, it sucks that that happened the way it did. But like I said, tonight, like I said, at the end of the day, all that, the Hawks right now are not good enough and right now are beating themselves and right now have injuries that are hindering this team a lot. You, We got the report today that Siakam Raptors are – basically almost have the exact same record the Hawks do right now. Uh, a few games under 500. Siakam looking likely to get traded by deadline now. Hawks, Pacers, and I think Kings were the three teams that were mentioned as possibilities. Hawks and Raptors talked over the offseason. Is Musayu Jerry willing to go back to that? You know, again, your, your, your trade is probably going to be based around DeAndre Hunter and A.J. Griffin probably, and then I mean, we don't know what rumors are true of Kobe Bufkin was really like a stopping point for them. We have no idea. We'll see if that's the case. Um, you know, and I think that's a move if this continues to happen that I think the Hawks will end up making. I guess I don't know if it's going to be for Siakam Pacific. I'm just saying in general, making a move um, if they continue to lose games. You know, just because, you know, right now you got to make some adjustments to your roster because this roster is just not going to cut it. I mean, once this team gets back full strength, I mean, they could maybe get back to 500 again, but then you're right back where you were last year. So if you really want to try to maybe take a swing to see if you can go past that, you're going to have to make an adjustment there. I know a lot of people have been frustrated with DeJounte Murray. Uh, DeJounte had that stretch of games where he was incredible. I mean, 40% from three, blocking down guys. Like, he he was playing really good basketball. And this is when Trey was struggling. But ever since Trey kind of got his shot back, DeAndre has kind of been in fluster a little bit. He's kind of been up and down in his performances. Um, I mean, that maybe could be alert to maybe him and Trey don't play well together and they're unable to bounce back off of each other. The best game they've had together during the stretch was the Bucks game, which they both played really, really well. They both were the reason why they had a chance to win that game. They both had big games. So, you know, maybe not, but maybe DeJounte is just struggling to figure out his rhythm, find his shot. Like I said, first quarter, he was aggressive. He made a couple of threes. He seemed like, all right, DeJounte might have a big night tonight, and then he just kind of dropped off after that. Like I said, I don't know what happened, and then he was kind of careless with the ball at times. DeJounte has made some questionable decisions with the ball uh, this year, um, you know, what, whether, why, ever that is. But, you know, that hasn't helped the team either. That hasn't helped, you know, that, that has contributed to this losing streak that they're currently on right now that they want to slash are trying to snap. So, you know, I think, you know, you have that, you have just all of the stuff that's happened tonight. Um, and then, like I said, at the end of the day, Hawks are still 9-13. and 13. You got two games against Toronto, I think it's 9-14. and 14. 
back-to-back games. I think they're both in Toronto, but they're not played back-to-back. I think they played Toronto Wednesday, then they played Toronto again on Friday. You know, you you you, you obviously really need to win both. Definitely need to win one. Um, and kind of see how that goes. Some people are saying once we get down into Toronto, Siakam need to be back on that plane, going right back with us. Um, like I said, we don't know how aggressive the Hawks are going to be. I've always said I don't think teams are going to start being aggressive with trades till literally the new year, just because they're a month out from the trade deadline. Could be wrong. Like I said, depends on how the rest of this goes. I mean, Jalen is expected back at some point this month, um, probably at the end of the month. So we'll see if he his recovery is is in um, continues on that timetable. And see what happens and how he looks when he gets back. So you'll have to get you know game rust off, and you have to get him back him back in game shape. But um, you know, you know, I think some moves need to be made. Um, Trey earlier, uh, if you uh, have Bleacher Report, you know they've partnered with Trey Young's podcast. Um, Trey talked about where they are right now, and he said he's not really worried. I mean, obviously, as a player, you're supposed to say that. Don't want to make it seem like I'm concerned. But, I mean, Trey's always been like that when he comes to these types of things. He's like, listen, I've been in worse situations. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and believe the season's over. And he's right. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I, I talked to this last podcast. The Hawks have been in worse situations and still ended up making the playoffs. Right now, the Hawks are the 10th seed in the East, which means they'll be a playing team right now. Obviously, that's not where you want to be. You've been a playing team the last two years. And you had higher expectations. But, I mean, the rest of the East outside of Atlanta also is not that good. So, after those top nine teams – you don't have a lot behind you that, you know, you're just so the Hawks are still in position to be in the running to get into the postseason. You just wished and hoped that this team would actually be able to make that push to not be a play in team this year and be an actual playoff team that gets in. But, you know, that, that's just part of that's just part of like, you know, how stuff goes. Um, You know, obviously, overall, you you uh, have higher expectations for this team. But I think you also look at the talent and the roster construction and realize, okay, there's some things that got to, you know, change for us maybe to still reach that. Still early in the season because, like I said, like I said, we play so many games, man. The Hawks go on a six-game winning streak. Now you're now you're about, what, four games under 500? Now you're two games above 500. And now it's a completely new season in a six-game stretch. Hawks have also... And a lot of people's uh, strength of schedule, uh, websites, boards, whatever, statistics. Hawks have played a tough schedule. I mean, the Hawks have played a lot of really good teams early. The Hawks have only had maybe like a couple of games that you felt like, okay, these are cupcakes. Charlotte and San Antonio, which they won one and lost the other. Everybody else they've played, they've pretty much been, I mean, Wizards too, which they won those two games. But pretty much outside of that, the Hawks have played pretty much very competitive teams to really good teams and championship teams. And, you know, maybe you could look at that and say, well, maybe this is what the Hawks should be right now based off that schedule. You've played the defending champs. You've played the Bucks twice. You've also played the Boston Celtics. You know, those those are teams that, you know, and, and combined record against them is one and three. But maybe that should be expected. You played the Sixers twice. You lost to them twice. That's one and five against some of the top teams. Pacers seem to be on the rise. You lost the game to them. Brooklyn, I think they're a mirror image of the Hawks a little bit, but they've won more, but they've been able to get enough key plays and key stops, and now they're three games over 500 right now and looking like a pretty decent team. 
Hawks ain't losing to a bunch of bad teams and have this record. They're losing to a lot of very competitive teams and really good teams. But at the same time, if you came into this season thinking the Hawks were a really good team, you expect them to win more of those games. So that's been tough. And a common theme in all those games is that, you know, as the, as the game goes on, the Hawks just don't have enough. The other team has more because the other team has more guys they can throw at the Hawks. They have more guys who can play well, and, and, and their best players are playing well. You're getting big nights from Trey, but you're still not winning. You got a huge night from Bogey, but you still couldn't win, even though Trey got ejected. It's just things like that where it's like Hawks just don't have enough support like the other teams do to be able to do that. You know, people want to sit here and blame Snyder. And listen, you know, I, I do think that, sadly, that if Trey never got ejected, I don't know if Bogey would have been able to stay in this game, even though he was hot. I don't I don't know, just because it seems like Snyder's like, no, I got to finish with DeJounte on the floor. Like, I have to. You know, I don't, I mean, he doesn't have to clearly. I mean, maybe, maybe this game could have been different because they didn't have Hunter. So they may have just went with the Trey DeJounte bogey lineup. That, that is definitely something that could have been the move. Um, but, you know, I, I think, I think Quinn's done some good things with this team. I mean, cause here's the thing. Trey's figured things out. He's playing really well. Bogey has had his best year with the Hawks. His knees are right. He's six man of the year running. I feel like Hunter has found a little bit more consistency this year in his game. You know, and everything. But the thing is that you're getting is that you're getting Clint Capella missing key shots, being more involved in the offense, which isn't actually beneficial. congo has been extremely inconsistent this year. He's giving you sometimes stinkers, and then he gives you a decent game or a good game. And you need more from him, especially a guy that you extended and expected more out of him. Now, I also sit here and believe with a Congo situation, it's one of those things where he probably needs to be the starter to really, you know, take the next step for him. Um, him coming off the bench does not allow him to maybe get comfortable enough to do what we want him to do. But that's just me. Um, you know, you, I, I, I do agree that I think the Hawks should play a third point guard. Um, I understand that they want to stack with Trey and DeJounte, but I, I really think you should test having them both off the floor. I know that sounds crazy, but like Patty Mills came in in the Sixers game and didn't play bad. Like Patty Mills knows how to play, even though he's, he's older, like give him a shot, let him run. Like, and it's not like you got to even play him for like 20 minutes. Like get, let him get off the floor, both like three minutes. Let, 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 let Patty Mills run a little bit. I, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just think, why not? You know, I feel like stacking them is just like, I know what you want because you want your best player on the floor at all the time, but it's like, I think you need to expand the rotation a little bit. When they get back healthy, he may go back to the eight men basically playing and then that ninth guy getting spot minutes. Which, I mean, right now, I guess would be Wesley Matthews if that happens. I mean, I, I don't know. Shoot. But, I mean, overall tonight, you know, there's just a lot of different stories that happen in this game that caused the team to lose. You're nine and thirteen. You're not in a good place. Morale seems a little down. You're still playing hard, so that's a plus. But things need to change. Like I said, you have a two game set against Toronto. If you are able to beat them both, then you're back now to under two games under five hundred, and that puts you in a pretty decent place. Um, once you do that, because if you beat Toronto next two games, then you got Cleveland, Detroit. Houston, Miami, so still not a easy schedule, but you got some games that you probably should win. You win those couple games, 
let's say you're able to take, get one against Cleveland and then you beat Detroit. Now you're on a four game winning streak and you're back at 13, 13 going into the Houston game. So there's your path right there. You just got to win your toughest game on the stretch versus Cleveland, but you're playing three of the next four games against losing teams. So if the Hawks want to get out of this, this situation where they are right now, this would be the time and the stretch for them to be actually able to do that. But we got to see, man, like I said, tough, tough stuff tonight from everybody. Tough ejection, terrible ejection, Ben Taylor trash. We know it. Uh, Bogey, like I said, career night, nothing bad to say about him. He, he's been great for this team this year. He's been one of the most consistent players, him and Jalen, most consistent players we've had this year. Um, sucks that he had a career night and we lost. And, you know, like I said, still, you know, we're out of the first quarter of the season, but team got to find a way, dig deep and keep fighting. And then we'll see if the front office makes any moves. So that's kind of where we are right now. Um, I know a lot of people frustrated as you should be with what's, what's happening with the team, but we just gotta, we just gotta keep our heads up and, and, and just kind of see what happens. So uh, you guys go ahead, leave comments in the comment section, what you want, what you want to see with this team. What do you want to improve? What do you want to do? Uh, what do you want to change? All of those things, you know, go ahead, leave it in the comment section. Don't forget to like the video too, as well. Listen to this on audio. Don't forget to rate the video or rate the podcast, the episode that you're listening to, um, and letting me be part of your day. So, like I said, tough loss tonight for the Hawks 129 122 to the Denver Nuggets because the defending champs. Hawks dropping three and seven at home now. Still not a really good home team this year either, uh, which isn't good for a young team like that. So, hopefully, Hawks can figure it out and they can bounce back, but we're gonna have to see. So, that's all I got for you guys tonight. It's your Believe the Hawks podcast. I'm your boy, Bryce Lewis. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.